Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Center of the Universe Center of the Universe Ben's act talk everything Instantly segue to wrestling Kind of transition to so one of the things we, we talk about at the end of every show is kind of what's been the center of your universe for the, for the this past week, and uh, mine has been getting back into music. Like for, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and like this year I've been trying to push myself to listen to new music because I look, look at like my Spotify like you know top one hundred, and it looks like oh it's the same like like my twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen playlists are a lot of the same thing. Well, it's so it's easy a, to get like yeah. locked into something, right? Like I have playlists on my phone that like, oh, this is like my comfort playlist and like I, songs I love. But it's, I, I love the idea of, of new music. It's just like getting out of the comfort zone. Because I, what I never want to do is like when I was a kid and you see people like, oh, you know, good music stopped being good in, at this point or at this point. I never wanted to do that because I feel like when you stop learning and growing, that's when you start actually aging. Like my, my grandmother, um, she like basically decided I'm going to be old at age 50, and it was old the rest of her life because she, she stopped being a part of pop culture. Like everything was was it was shit from 50 on, and like I didn't want that. And so like I that's why I, I try to listen to new music. So she stopped like at the pinnacle of America. And yeah, so like basically like, the greatest generation. Like fuck that. So yeah, like. I'm the- I'm like so. I I, I listen to new music. I mean, yeah, a lot of like the do you, new. What do you use? Do you use Apple or Spotify? Both. Or? I have both, and so like I've been getting a lot of recommendations. But my my uh, one of my New Year's goals uh, was to listen to at least one new artist or album every week. Like it's something that I have you know band or artist that I had not listened to before, and I've been getting a lot of suggestions, and I'm always open to suggestions. But I've just been. Um, so like last week, I put on my Facebook that one of my favorite things when I was a kid and growing up was making mixed CDs and mixtapes for people. Absolutely love it. Like every year for my birthday, I would always like for a party favor make a mix CD for all, everyone that came to my birthday. Oh, that's really cool. And I, I loved it. And so I was like, everyone who wants a mix, like you know, for kind of like my mental health, put your name down and I'll make you a, a mix. And I made it very personal to that person. Those are always fun, yeah. There's, there's a new documentary coming out, but from Rob Galuza, it's all, I believe it's called Analog Love, and it's all about the art of the mixtape. Oh, and he's got like... Sitting uh, there waiting for that song to come on the radio, hitting the play record yeah. button. Oh, yeah. He's Just got hoping that on he it, knew like, that that next one like was going to... Unless it was like a top... I always felt like they would do the top the top 10 like every day. So if you timed it out right, you knew that was going to be like number eight because it was number eight the day before. There's no way it's going to be number seven. And play and record. Yeah. And it's just like I, I love that like and like again like going back to high fidelity, I really believe in that like you gotta start off with a banger and then you gotta take it up and then you gotta cool it down a little bit. And like you really gotta pace it. And so like, I, I was just like sitting at work and even in between like my calls and stuff, being able to like, okay, like what, what do I know about this person? And like even people that maybe I've never met in person, we're just Facebook friends or internet friends, and building that out. And it was just so much fun and I love doing that. 
And so I've just been getting in. I found bands that I like. There's a bluegrass band, uh, the Brothers Comatose, and they're really great. I like uh, uh, bluegrass. There's a band called uh, Green Sky. Green Sky. They're from Michigan. I've seen them um, like a bunch. They're awesome. They do a cover of Pink Floyd's Time. It's just like yes, they do. It is amazing. Like I've never. I I like I, well I love country music. Um, I actually have a country music label now too. Yeah, because so, well, we haven't even a chance to speak on yeah, well, I mean, some of oh, business. Yeah, stuff. whatever. And uh, let's not talk about business. I like this. Um, I, my new thing, like speaking of music, it's just like you know you find something one way or another. And like I was never growing up, was never really huge in the country. Like I remember going and getting a haircut from this one guy. He's like just this old timer, got his license, dead cut hair in the military, and he would listen to two guys, he or three. He would listen to Willie Nelson, Marty Robbins, and Johnny Cash. You'd walk in there, and that'd be the only country music. That would be the only music playing. And I'd like slowly, like you're there, wait either waiting or getting your hair cut for twenty minutes to an hour, depending if you're waiting, and it would slowly sleep into your head. So growing up, I was never a fan of it. I, re- I was like, I have to go to get this haircut, and I'm gonna have to sit here and like listen to this music. But as an adult, your taste and things change, and you like want to grow and expand. Then you start listening to these things over again that maybe you didn't appreciate as a child, and like being like, oh. Well, that like there's actual real substance to this, or the music, and it's really different, and not the way you thought it was when you're a kid, because you your tastes have grown and changed. So, like when you're saying you're going and looking at every, uh, looking for new music every week, that's just like you're expanding your mind to a certain extent, and then you're like growing on those ide- like those ideas of what you like in music and finding new things. I really think it's interesting that with the advent of the internet, how more accessible all those things are, and then how you can grow all those things, but um, how you can also learn about like not just new music but old music that you like the country like I wasn't into but as I got older because of the internet I learned more about country and I got into it so like going back to um, the Stooges from you know the 60s and the 70s and like learning about those artists that uh, like everybody has this like this is the year I'm going to get in like you hear a lot of like celebrities talk about this is the year I'm going to get into Captain Beefheart or this is the year I'm going to understand Zappa you know as like as music because growing up you might not have been into it or you might not have cared to learn about it or yeah. be exposed to so it. So growing up, I was into Zappa well, I, I mean, our generation's different than some generations. True. But I mean, like, have you seen um, the uh, documentary, the, um, the series, Country Music, the Ken Burns? I've watched like two episodes. It's so long. It's, it's so long. It's, so, it's very long. But it it's tells, very dense. Yeah, it, it explains everything down to so much detail. Well, I, mean, that's a, I mean, I love Ken Burns' documentary and like, I have an attachment to that because my, so my uncle, my mom's brother, um, Mark, he played with Bill Monroe, and now like, and he's one of the like, kind of the grandfathers of bluegrass. Like he's a huge name in bluegrass. He's a, a member of the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, the Grand Ole Opry. He, wow. he played there. Like, my uncle Mark's played with Dolly Parton. No shit. Um, it, all like one of my favorite stories that he tells is that uh, when they did the, the soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Everyone who's on that soundtrack are a friend of his. Really? And so, as soundtrack's like, killer. It, it's one of my, it is one of my, it might be my favorite soundtrack of all time. And like, he got a phone call from Allison Krauss at one point, and he, all, she picked up the phone and was like, Oh, brother, where were thou? Because like, <laughs> everybody so, else was there yeah. except for him. And like, he got to be on Garrison, uh, on a program companion at one point, and they did a reunion because it was Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Wow. And, and they had a, but like, and through the years, there were different Bluegrass Boys, and he got to do like tough stories about Bill Monroe. Monroe. 
But so like I got that connection in bluegrass. And when I was a kid, like I didn't like it. Like oh, I like I like rock and roll and rap and all. Like eh. my first albums I ever bought my own money were Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. I what's yours? What's yours? I, the first one that first I bought, thing with your with your own money. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Really? Mm-hmm. The first one I ever bought wasn't a CD. It was a cassette. And it, was it was a green, cassette. Yeah. It was a Green Day's Dookie. Was the first. Wow. First. Two really good ones and two really shitty ones at my end. Two. Uh, that was the first thing I ever bought on uh, with my own cash. That was music, and that was because of basket basket case on MTV. It was God, like, that was my there you go. Okay. that was my jam. I, I remember being a kid and like my, my cousin was into Weezer, and I was like, this is stupid because not I don't hear it on the on the radio. And I want to go back to my younger self and be like, the fuck are you doing, man? That's when Weezer was good, you know. But like I just came on Windows ninety, booted up Windows ninety five. You got to see Buddy Holly. Like yeah. nobody knew. Weezer until you got to thank Microsoft for Weezer's like I mean I granted it was big on MTV but like everybody finding out about Weezer was thanks to Bill Gates because I don't think that would have been a thing <laughs> like it would they would never have became Pinkerton and the Blue Album would have never been as good if it wasn't for uh, Bill Gates. see I remember getting shit for liking Pinkerton really yeah so, so, like, that's not a good album. so like, shout out to uh, a friend of, like a mutual friend of my, my wife and I she's, I mean he's more of a friend of hers but I become friends with him Phil he has a, he's in a band called the Pinkerton well, he's uh, uh, a band called the Pinkertones they all uh, all yeah. they play is the Blue Album and Pinkerton Okay. That's only that's only yeah. yeah that's no, all I would want to hear. Nobody like, wants to like, hang out for anything else. I, like their concerts, they just play the albums. That's awesome. And they start and end with my name is Jonas. Oh, that's and great. like they, okay. they, they, I've seen them at May Halls a couple times. They, they, they come in and that's all they play. And like other people are like we'll play the, like you know play Hall or, or like Beverly Hills. Like no fuck, we play the Blue Album. We play Pinkerton. That is it. That is the set list. Yeah. You want to know what, what we're gonna play next? Pull up your phone. Pull the track listing. That's when we be next. Yeah, if anybody's requesting hash play, you're a fucking cop. Yeah, and so like, but like, like, and like, seeing the like, I've never, I've never got to see a Weezer play. Live. I didn't know what a hash play was when that song came out. That's funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I was a very innocent person. So I'll admit that like, I like the song "Keep Fitting" <laughs> because the video had the Muppets and anything with the Muppets, I'm I'm in, I'm in for. But like, but yeah. So like, I just I've just gotten really into to music uh, music again. Uh, what records are you going to? Out of curiosity, My Mind's Eye in Lakewood. Okay, over yeah. Detroit. It's like my favorite record shop. I've never stepped foot in there. Uh, the owner Charles. I don't know if he's the owner or he runs the joint. I don't. I'm not sure what Charles. Is. <coughs> I love talking to Charles. I like he. Is your epitome of the record store guy? Like he will, like if you go up to him and ask him, maybe maybe say the wrong thing to him, he's gonna give you a very disgruntled answer that like you probably should have just left him alone and found it yourself. Um, if you walk in and say, "Hey, do you guys have the newest uh, Mumford and Sons on vinyl?" He's gonna give you an odd look and he's gonna point you in the right direction. But you—is mm, it like high fidelity? Like, he's not. A do you guys have Walking on Sunshine? He—we've got in discussions where, like, I just show up like to look at something, and the next thing you know, I'm learning all this other. Uh, like Rod Stewart was in a band before he was Rod Stewart, and every like everybody loved that band, and then like it was very rock and roll, and then he did this like shift into crooner uh, world which I, I thought was that, interesting I hope that those kind of people never leave us oh god no because we like, need those people I, I need those kind of people in my life they're like I, you need to have those people that, that know music right and that like don't just like 
look up the Wikipedia that actually have that appreciation for like the history of music. You need that, and, and I think because they're historians, they are true historians. Well, they've seen so many of these bands that they aren't even around anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he's seen like Sabbath, and he's seen like with like l- legit lineups with Ozzy. I I imagine. I'm just guessing, but I definitely feel like he's that guy. But. uh you know, it's it's like you go into a store and you have someone that's knowledgeable. And I mean, same thing with the camera stories. You know, you've got to have that one guy that can tell you everything that you need to know but have an attitude about it. Because, like, he's going to tell you how it is straight up. He's not going to sugarcoat it for you. Like, I want to know whatever I'm like. I'll go up to him and I'll have two albums. I'll be like, do you like, which one should I get? Should I get this or should I get that? And I'll get a look, like, if one of them shit and one of them's like a good idea. And he'll, like, definitely point that out. He's like, well, do you have this album from this, like... Like, try to track back maybe if what would be the best choice for you. Because, like, you can go online. They'll leave you a recommendation. Like, go and, yeah. like, oh, you've bought this, this, and this. Do you really want this next album? Like, I guess. But I want to know from the guys. Like, yeah. no, you don't want to fuck with that. That was, like, his weird period that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, I want the guy who's going to be like, I like this band. Tell me about all the bands that I don't know that are as good or better than this or like this or like, like, like give me that. Like, again, like, you can plug it in. Like, on Spotify, that's like, you know, similar bands. Right. And sometimes spot on. Sometimes like, oh, some of those Discover Weeklies I get, I'm like, why would this even come up? I listen to one song that might be close to this, but I'm definitely not listening to this weird uh new agey like Anya track maybe i was i was trying to fall asleep last night i put a calming playlist on not 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 to just go down this road of like Anya stuff but just to like pass out don't put this in my daily my daily mix i don't want that like i I listen to um uh, pink martini a lot they're really a fun band if you have not listened to them and they have really good kind of like a french cafe album and then like i got this weird like you know discovery and it was like this french post-modern wave, like, weird, just, like, chanting. Like, but, like, so one of my things that I, and this might give me a lot of hate, but the, the, the kind of music that I, like, well, automatically turning off is when it feels like the singer is about 30 feet away from the, the microphone and it's just all echoey. And I just, I don't like that kind. I, I want to hear the person singing. And, like, it was like that, but it was, then it was like, sing, and then it was like, weird like Gregorian thrat it was just the weirdest thing I'm like yeah. because you listen to this so like what like what who was drunk at the wheel at Spotify like fuck it let's just fuck with them and like just put this Who's in drunk? there the algorithm is drunk that's the there problem but, not I feel like there's probably like five employees at Spotify the rest of people are just like execute there you go but well, I want I want to hear a little bit more about your your record label yes I do too no. uh, well I mean I uh, I have a friend um who is a country singer? Uh, he uh, decided to uh, start to record people in period a tradition of recording, which uh, rewind. Sorry. So, country music originally started at the advent of um, recording technology. You know, like where there was a you go to a studio, they had a a disc that would just cut the music right into it, and uh, that would be your record. And, you know... Like, like Oh Brother, Where Out There, like, you know, oh, this band will pay $5 to sing into a can. It, exactly yeah, the, they, the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so there is a company we're involved with. Um, our record label is called Armadillo Tale. Um, their company is called Ernest Tube, and that's all they do is period-style recording of different music, mostly country, because that's they're located in the birthplace of country music, Bristol, 
uh, Virginia, Tennessee. It's like a border town. It's really weird how it's laid out. Um, and we have people come that are on contract with other labels and sing period piece country music in period fashion where not like clothes, but like they'll have a microphone set up and then like to bring in somebody else from the band, they'll pick the microphone up and they'll move it towards the person who's like maybe doing a solo or maybe doing a different vocal backing instead of just having like, I'm going to have a mixer. It's all going to go into the mixer and then record. So um, we're putting together a series of 45s that are all period piece recording style songs like Jimmy Rogers, uh, the Carter family, different stuff like that. The first one we're doing is really great because it's actually like a gender swap. So um, this uh, Bella, Bella Plain and her husband Blake did the recordings and they did she did the Jimmy Rogers song and he did the Carter family's song so you know you have a woman singing about these like manly things back in the day um, and then having the man sing about you know Carter family stuff I it's love good. that like that's and that kind of music it just uh, it's, it's heartwarming it's, it is yeah. I mean, and just like, like the Carter family like, again, like growing up with that like my grandparents being you know, like my grandfather's from North Carolina, the, like the hills of North Carolina, and just like that kind of music, just it, it yeah, it feels like home. It, it really does. That's why, and that's why I love a brother where I thought because like that that music just speaks to my soul, and so that's really cool. And I think like that kind of stuff where that tra- like you know traditional rec- way of recording music, it's so cool. That, 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 and like also like forty fives, like like I don't I have a record player and like I have a you know some records. I found a, a a really good um, one of the original pressings. It was it was like a second um, edition pressing of Johnny Cash Live from Folsom Prison. Oh wow! And I had that, and like, oh, it's just like, like I, I guess like all the music that's on my phone, it sounds great, but there's a quality there's a quality to yeah. it that, and especially the way that's recorded, it's just like, you know, there's a lot of things when you record music nowadays. The in between, you know, in the, in the sense of analog. Uh, it goes, it's literally going from the microphone and through a needle onto a record that's etching it into the record. So you're, you're not getting anything in between. You're getting the actual sound of the room. You're getting all these people that are, what's going on in the room, the room tone, the, you know, nobody's going in and doing a whole lot to make it sound any better. This is what they sound like. This is the feeling that's trying to be purveyed. And especially with the techniques that the earnest tube is doing, but just even moving a microphone in and out when someone's singing, like that was like, that's how you did it. There wasn't a mixer for you to like, I'm going to bring down this track here with the drums and then bring in the vocals. It was literally, I need to pick up this microphone and move it away from that, that person. Uh, Frank Sinatra was like very well known for being one of the first people to actually sing into the microphone, like standing away from it and then going in on a verse and like getting up close to it at certain parts of the recording, like to bring out a certain emotion more than just being like, I'm going to stand here and you can turn it up because you're never going to get that sound the way that your voice resonates off of a thing without that movement and getting close to it. But then like, like one of my, like some of my favorite music is um, Robert Johnson, uh, all those recordings where it was just like a dude who found him and then brought them the machine and just had him sing yeah. and it's just him it's just him and his guitar and it's like yeah it's raspy and it has that static but he was like, like the first person doing those yeah, things but it's know? amazing like him and like lead belly and like all the, that stuff that like I'm I, I, I'm so glad I am glad it's, it's digital because like that kind of stuff can should never go away because that is part of our our history I got a uh, about two or three record store days back there was like a 
a set of records. It's all Robert Johnson, like from from beginning to end. And it's just like you got Sunday going on. You have nothing else to do. You put that on. You can just let it go. And it's just like this yeah. old timey blues music playing in the background. It's really good. Yeah. And speaking of other music endeavors, you have uh, Armadillo Tale, and then you also have a new project with your film company, Turnstile Films, with this new documentary about Justin Pearson. I'm glad you brought that up, Zach. Uh huh. Because I was told you better talk about this documentary on the podcast that you're going on. So, um, to segue into that, uh, without a heavy hammer, uh, I'm, yes, Justin Pearson is, uh, an amazing individual. He is the epitome of, um, do it yourself, punk rock, hardcore, not selling out, living, living that life and like trying to achieve creative endeavors like the guys in five different bands at yeah, one time uh, most notably the locust locust he's in locust he's in um headwind city he's in uh dead cross which is a band with mike Patton and dave lombardo from slayer mm-hmm. which is pretty popular right now uh you know planet b there's not death club there's like the guy is it just constantly putting out and he's also a writer like the, he's constantly putting out things on a, a rate that I'm just like how do you how do you keep that energy level up and let alone having the creative juices flowing at all points in time that I can chime in here and put a lyric down here or I can play bass in this band I can do this I can do that it's just like it's amazing so we went out um the one of my, or one of the people in turnstile john nix who became friends with him on the internet because that's what he's good at he's good at just making friends with dudes over the internet it's, it's kind of eerie how quickly people will like end up friending him on the internet it's like i mean i just friended him right now and i, I don't you don't even <laughs> you never even met him um so uh he we he started contacting him and then next thing you know we were interviewing him and I've worked enough with bands to have a pretty good I smell bullshit meter at this point. Like, I know if you're the thing or not. Not that I'm good. I'm not in bands, so, you know, but I've seen enough bands come and go and work with them to say, yeah, I, I'm this guy's like, this is the real deal. You know, I want to know more about his life and where he came from. And uh, next thing you know, we're interviewing him for like two days and we got the ball rolling and we we're working on this doc called don't fall in love with yourself. It's all about him and the San Diego punk scene, which he's kind of been brought up in and kind of got uh, heavily involved in. Um, we have a Kickstarter now going for it. If anybody would like to check that out, it's don't uh, fall in love with yourself. And it's pretty cool. There's a little trailer on there. You can check it out and uh, learn some things about music if you're into that kind of thing. And we'll definitely, definitely tweet that out. And I, I love music documentaries. I like I love documentaries in general, but music documentaries are just some of my I, I love them to death. This is like it's really interesting um, to see this because like his we got tons of DV tapes from him. Like it was like the advent of DV tapes when he first started like going on tour and stuff like that. So everybody was re- recording everything they could possibly record when they were on tour because it was a cheap format for people to use and it was small and compact, so you could have a little handheld. DV tape recorder and just be like, oh, I'm shooting whatever. So we have just like some of the craziest footage. There's a whole montage of their drummer. Their drummer played so aggressively in the Locust that when he would stop, he would throw up. He would immediately throw up from how fast and hard he was playing and your body just coming to a halt like that. Like you just have like a 
physical, Jesus. like, just like, you just like, whoa, I got all black, and it just comes out. So there's a whole montage of this guy just playing as hard and fast as he can, and then having a bucket or a trash can next to him, and just being like, black, right into the trash can, which is, it's pretty funny once you get into that section and like learn about these people a little bit more. Um, yeah, because the, the documentary covers uh, a whole span of time. Uh, yeah, it's like, I probably from the 90s till now or something like that. So it's uh, it's it's really, it's, it's going to be good. We're trying to finish it up strong. So we're trying to get back out there and interview some more people in the San Diego punk scene and other people that have been involved with Justin over the course of time. So if you're ever interested in listening to any new hardcore music or something that's a yeah. little more aggressive, I definitely recommend The Locust. Um, Planet B is his like hip hop uh Hip hop, hardcore. I don't know what you would. I don't even know what you would classify it under. But it's real. Like it's sci-fi. Like a little bit of synthesizer in there, but like some hip hop beats with him like rapping over top of it. Um, I don't know if you even call it rap though. I don't. There's so many subgenres of music right now that I have no idea what you classify. Well, and that's what I, I love. I love like when you like if you find a band like what do you what, what like you can't you know, it doesn't fit into a neat classification of right. this this is that well it's like Orville Peck for instance like you will like the recommended artists for Orville Peck aren't country music it's like post-punk music or it's like some other random genre that's somehow related to Orville Peck but it's not even country music I mean that's what he sings he's a country singer well, that's a, and like people like when they they, feel, they hear country, I think they get like they think like oh like Garth Brooks or Brooks and Dunn, lots of Brooks involved. Oh, and like I love that kind of shit. Like Brooks. I I fucking like I grew up on that kind Is of. That, shit. I think it's a rapper. Lots of Brooks. Lots of Brooks. Lots that's, of Brooks. Uh, that's my rap name. <laughs> um, but like I mean like like I have a playlist that it's my good old boy playlist for like some Alan Jackson because I grew up in the middle yeah, of nowhere, Michigan. Yeah, yeah like Jackson. It's always funny. My 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 wife and my si- and my uh, mother in law they love country music. They, they've been to multiple Keith Urban shows. They're city girls. And so, like, when I, I'm like, have you ever been on a tractor? Ever been on a dirt road? No. I'm like, we're fucking going. Like, so, like, we took them home. I took them home to my parents' house. And, like, we're flying down dirt road. Like, the car's going to get dented with all the rocks. I'm like, I know what I'm fucking doing. Like, right. I grew up in the fucking country. Yeah. yeah but, like, but then, like, you get, like, you know, like, there's so many different ways of country. Like, um, uh, there's a, a kind of a super band that came out a couple of years ago, the, uh, the New Basement Tapes. Oh yeah, that they were and like I, even though I kind of dogged them earlier, like I actually love the like the first two albums of Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. uh, and Marcus Mumford is actually a really good uh, musician. He was behind um, the Inside Lou and Davis. Uh, he was uh, that soundtrack. Which, oh yeah, I love which I love that movie. Yeah, that whole soundtrack is great. There's so many great folk songs like yeah. covered by Os- Oscar Isaac sings in some of Oscar those. Isaac needs to really sound, and it's amazing sounding. It's like, not like, like a hack. Like no. I'm going to try to. Like, nothing against Joaquin Phoenix and Johnny Cash, but he's not Johnny Cash, but he's singing these Johnny Cash songs, right? No, it's, no, you know, no. But uh, when Oscar Isaac sings a song as Oscar Isaac, it's still like Hang Me, which was re- originally done by the, what the, what, um, that movie's like loosely based off of. Uh, what's Dave or DeBronc or something like that? Uh, it's, Probably better than the original version. I mean, like, like, like the, like, the, like when he does uh, Ding's song at the very end. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, like, and like the, then the version he does with Marcus Mumford is it's beautiful. Like, right. I, like, I would buy. I would go to that show. Like, I love that movie just for the music. And that movie, like on the my first date with my now wife, 
there's a trailer for that movie and I, got, I love the music right away and I said well we, we have to stay together at least until we see that movie right and then obviously we did but like that, that soundtrack but like they're like the new basement tapes like that album goes from like you know regular country to like you know kind of like a soulful funky and it's got I mean country is there's so many broad terms of it that I, people need to kind of look at it more and also people like there's so many people bemoan like oh rock and roll is dead one no it's not and two, there's a lot of people in the country space that are doing stuff that, like, I think would fill, kind of fill that. that people. Yeah, yeah, that is, I mean, it is rock and roll. And rock and yeah. roll is just, a, I, like, I had to learn this the hard way recently um, by a lot of these new artists. Like, uh, I think it's, is it Biggie who got uh, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. And, yeah. And I question why is a hip-hop artist being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And it was been taught to me because I did not know that at the time that rock and roll is just a, a term for pop culture music like it's not you do not have to define rock and roll by uh, a guy with a guitar you know like you know, just having some distortion on it it's it's you know whatever is in the cultural zeitgeist I guess at the time but with the basement tapes have you ever see, listened to the original basement tapes because the original basement I, I, yeah I, I, I a little bit but not like I haven't that was into, I got, I, a little bit of it because I got into it like there was a doc like a, like a quasi documentary about the new basement tapes that got me going to back to the original basement with, with Dylan and really good well and that's like the sense of like what the difference between country and rock and roll and all these because he was like he was a folk he was a folk singer and then all of a sudden he decided to go electric and the folk people like casted him out you're no longer a folk musician you're you're doing rock but he really he was trying to do like country like this weird rock and roll country out of nashville and then he got incorporated with the band and then they do the basement tapes and it's like this weird albumation of like folk with country like in this like old old style like we're just going to get a recorder and get together and just start recording some jams in our face i mean and that the speaking of the band like i've been um Great documentary, The Last Walls. The Last Walls. So, like, my, my dad's not doing super well when it comes to health. And so, like, I've been listening. Like, his favorite band is The Band. And his favorite movie is The, the Last Walls. And so, I've been listening to the soundtrack and watching the movie lately. And, like, my God. Like, to be there. To, like, like there's there are people, like, I think I've said this on the podcast before. Like, if I have a time machine, yeah, like, stopping Hitler, whatever. But, like, going back to certain concerts and stuff, to be in the room, at, oh, like, for yeah. the last waltz. Not only are you in the room with all these... You got Martin Scorsese, like, conducting the whole thing. You have Neil Young. You have uh, the... Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Ooh. You have Joni Mitchell. You have... Uh, what? Van uh, Morrison shows up at one point. I'm thinking I, I, the Motown guy. I can't think of his name. He sings the Man song, uh, nonetheless. Great. Uh, it's just a great movie in general. I always think it's funny that they talk about Neil Young doing so much coke that they have to like go in and touch up his nose in the actual film because he had it just all over the place, and that how he's creepily like hovering over Joni Mitchell, and Joni Mitchell's like, if you, please, please don't get close to me during that like if you ever watch the last waltz for that last get together at the end when they start singing keep keep an eye on neil young and joni mitchell and how creeped out joni mitchell looks because neil young's like hey lady and it's like "Mm -mm, that ain't happening yeah like i i think that it's yeah you've never seen the last waltz or listened to the band like they're so highly recommend so fucking good um so yeah I, i guess We've talked, we've kind of, we kind of talked about a lot today. Um, when it comes to a center of the universe, like, you know, I talked about mine with music, which was an awesome conversation. Uh, 
What's been the center of your universe this week? Schitt's Creek. Ah, you're a Schitt's Creek fan. I have never seen the show. You, I, would, it is, you would love it. I think you would fall in love with David. Schitt's Creek uh, is an amazing Canadian show done by Eugene Levy, Eugene Levy and his son, David Levy. Eugene Levy was a big uh, comedian. Yeah, Christopher Guest. He was on oh, yeah. SCTV. SCTV. Um, I mean, he went a mighty wind. Yeah. It's just like... Oh. He's hilarious. And you always wonder, does he dye his eyebrows? Or are they just naturally that dark? Because I think they're rest, probably naturally. His the rest of his hair is all all sorts of gray and black, but those eyebrows are just like to a T. Like him and Martin black. Scorsese like have the eyebrows. The eyebrows. Yes, the eyebrows. Uh, and categories. the guy that oh, the guy that uh, they named the gun arena after. You ever see that? You ever go to the Cinematheque? They have a photo of uh, gunned on the wall and his eyebrows are so large there had to be like two inches away from his face oh, like Jesus. as a trademark look he just never trimmed those things but when you have as much money as that guy you don't need to trim yeah, you don't have to worry about it yeah so I've been deep deep into Shit's Creek uh, I think that show is amazingly funny um, who's your favorite character Oh, I love. You gotta pick one you gotta pick yeah, one I love the dad like the, the dad. dad just okay. was trying so hard to like get the whole family like this is our life now there's no going back but the family always has this like little algamations of like well you know maybe i can go back to doing this or maybe i can doing that and the son is the i feel like the most well-adjusted one in like succeeding in life in that whole entire show like everybody's doing these weird things that are like well i'm gonna try this or i'm gonna try that and then you can see their like narcissism of their rich life coming back Excuse me. Slowly. Um, and. Man, it's interesting. Like Rose Pocketheory. Like. Can yeah. That was a real place almost. Well, I looked into it too. It's like how they got. How the whole show got started. And how everything. Is Eugene Levy Canadian? I think so. I mean, it makes sense. Because like all funny people come from Canada. Well, I, well, the whole thing was that. Um. They pitched that show to a couple different places, and nobody wanted to do it. And the only place that wanted to do it was, uh, like, uh, not, yeah, yeah, but I think I remember seeing Canadian it Rock pop. Yeah. yeah, it was like and the pop like network. Yeah, like, like so the reason I, I heard, ever like originally heard about Shit's Creek was um, TNA or Impact was on that channel yeah. at one point, and like it always would play like, like things for it. And I, I saw like Shit's Creek, and like, I, like the, the the previews did not do it justice from what I know of. So yeah, um, I, I, the only time I really saw, so yeah, the, the trailers didn't. I don't think really did it justice. Oh, definitely not. So, but I mean, like, I, I, I know that like it was big enough. Like I, I know Sidequest just had like like a entire quiz about it. Like everyone, a lot of people that I respect and love, they you know, love the show. So I dig that Chris Elliott's still getting work. Oh my god, he's hilarious! Right, fucking cabin the last boy. Thing, the last thing I saw him, yeah, it's Cabin Boy. Right, I saw it in the theater nonetheless. Just him being oh my like, God. Yeah, uh, just getting beer cans thrown at him on that boat while he was dancing. Um, That's a that is a catalyst movie. It, that is a litmus test of like you either think it's funny or you don't think. Oh it's yeah, funny. there's you, no there's a there's around. a hard line in your humor if you don't think that movie is funny. Yeah. The, like Canada's kind of killing it because like um, another Canadian show that I absolutely love is Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I actually need to catch up on the last couple seasons, but like Letterkenny is great. Like I feel like they have less restrictions and, and rules up there um, that because. Fucking Canada, and they're all so nice. Nobody has any. Everybody's so nice in Canada. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but, oh, you want to say fuck? Uh, oh, okay. It's okay. I mean, it's, 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 as long as you don't say it to the kids, you know, okay. it's okay. You know, or if you do it, just say you're sorry. Um, <laughs> We're just generalizing a whole oh, country of people. I mean, like 
they got their own shit. I have a friend up there that she's like, yeah, like, Canada is not as sweet as you think it is. Are. They just sound funnier when they tell you fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off, eh. Like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, yeah. All right. And they also have Altress chips, which are pretty fucking good. Ooh. They got those here. They do. They're harder to find. Like, 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 for a while, I was, like, finding them everywhere, and now they, they, they seem to have retracted them, so. And also, they have, apparently, they have malt vinegar on every table. I love malt vinegar. I love it on French fries. It has to be on French fries. Yeah, it always reminds me of Jagga Lake. Yeah, carne fries. You put yeah. it on carne fries. Yeah, what are, what are carne fries? They're like uh, shoestring fries, but a little bit thicker. Okay. Uh, and you just they come in like a cup, like a cardboard cup, and it has like oh, French fries okay. on the side. And they're always like fried dirt brown. Yeah. I, I yeah. do want, there's, there's a place over in Gordon Square that has poutine that I've heard is supposed to be really, really good. Uh, banter. Yes. Yeah. I've never actually been in banter. I've been in banter. I have not had the poutine. I've I actually just poutine had poutine last night amazing. at uh, the Winchester. How was that? Quite good. Really? Quite good. They actually have... They have uh, good food at the Winchester. They have pork rinds on their menu, too. I've been on my big pork rinds kick. Those you are dynamite have, as well. Like, you have pork rinds and You're asking flavored for seeds. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if you're not following Zach on, on social media... Uh, he has been on his bullshit, as he says. Quite it's hard. a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I'm basically just trying to find the best pork rind, and um, that's just, a hard thing, right? Because there's like it's such a whole world of it. You don't like, want it too light, but yeah. you want like a little density to it. And like there's chicharrones. Yeah, and those are always like too that. dense. Those yeah. are like so I like them. Have you ever had microwave? But that's uh, not technical. Pork rinds. Yeah, I had those. Those are the, the, that was the first time I ever had pork rinds. Was the, the microwave ones? Mm-hmm. Those are fucking disgusting. Or at least the ones I had were fucking disgusting. Yeah, it was like. Everything I just had it like why why does this exist in the Pretty world? Much, yeah. It's like eating a rice cake that makes you fat. Mm. Basically, basically, yeah. it's all protein. That's good for you. True. Yeah, I mean, like, like supposedly. Uh, I mean, like uh, cholesterol and sodium. When I was when I was hardcore keto, people were like, "Yeah, you can get pork rinds," and I like have that literal bad taste in my mouth from pork rinds. So I'm like, I'll stick with my S- fucking- stick with the hot and spicy. Like I'll I'll fucks with like a okay. barbecue. Um, like the salt and butter ones are like okay, but that's really not my speed. If you go to Whole Foods, they have fancy pork rinds there. They had dill flavored pork rinds I've, once, uh, yeah, which I've were amazing. That seems yeah. like that was that's right. I've, that's I've had those. Right those there. are good. I've had like kimchi flavored ones. Those are pretty good. Um, sometimes just a you know just a good. They ain't cheap. The high end pork rinds are cost you like six or seven. Right? Bucks. Yeah. So you get the fifty cent pack from the gas stations, but yeah. they're not you know. So you're just eating yeah. spice at that point. Yeah. Speak, speaking of kind of weird snacks, um, my wife and I, like, we're, we're finding healthier snacks. And Slim Jims are surprisingly, like, not too bad for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I, she, has, I like, Slim she asked me to stop and get her some Slim Jims. And I was at the, the get-go down the street here. And they had the Randy, the Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim that looks like you could beat someone to death with. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I got that. So the look the guy gave me when I bought two monsters, three regular Slim Jims, and then the big Slim Jim. Look at me like, you are... You're that guy. Like, you're going home to play fucking Halo and, like, not sleep. Is Halo still a thing? Um, so, like, I, on Xbox, you can get, like, the Halo, ed- ed- like, you know, collector's edition or whatever. Uh-huh. It has, like, the original Halo. I still play it with my friends every now and then. Oh, that's cool. And, like, just, like... What I love about that game I was never is, good at Halo. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm trash at it. But like the sticky grenades are like you like every now and then you just like lob one. It'll get a lucky shot and like just across the entire map hit someone. You're like, fuck it. Yeah, that was what I was supposed to do. 
Or you do what we usually do is play rockets. So instead of like a sniper gun, you just have a rocket launcher. So really, you have to get like within anywhere within like like ten feet of the person, Damn. and it'll kill them. And we're just assholes, just like running around blasting each other. The best is when someone doesn't understand that if you hit someone point blank, you're going to die too. Right? Like I'm gonna get you. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's a blast radius, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were many a night in college where we would just run around. Um, some of we were, we were drinkers every now and then, but mostly lots of pop. So we would each have a two liter of Mountain Dew. Yeah, drinking out of that like like it's a normal soda. Yeah, man, that's a lot. That that might be why I have diabetes. <laughs> that might be why I have health issues. So Mountain Dew, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, Pepsi Corporation. There you go. Oh, fuck yeah! Even though I did try their uh, Pepsi, now has like their own zero. And they have a Pepsi Cherry Pepsi Zero. It actually tastes pretty good. I was huh? never into those pop. I love Coke with lemon in it. That is like my go-to soda. Um, and then one day someone gave me a Diet Coke with lemon. I was like, hey, this isn't too bad. And then one day I got it without the lemon. And then I was like, oh, my God, I actually kind of like Diet Coke. I always thought Diet Coke was trash water. And now I've moved from past Diet Coke to Coke Zero, which is amazing. Like, I would rather drink... Coke Zero now than any of the other two. But I never find Coke Zero with one, which is disappointing. Hmm. There's um. So next week I'm uh, going to Disney World with my wife. Oh, that's awesome! And in Epcot, yeah, you get to build your own lightsaber, you yeah. lucky fuck. I built my own lightsaber. But you actually go to? You get, they yeah. didn't have the Star Wars. Yeah, I built the Savi's workshop, and I'm probably gonna cry. Um, but the, the, also at Epcot, they have like this room. It's like the Hall of Coke, like from Coke from all around the world. Or at least there, it was when I when I worked there. Years ago, I cannot like they had like weird ass cokes from like Germany and like they had this orange coke. That was a thing though in the states in the nineties. The nine in the nineties, Coca Cola and Pepsi came out with these like flavored versions well, you know, of it. And they were and I originally thought I was a crazy person because I would tell people about this all the time. Be like, do you remember these flavored these flavored so cola products? And they'd be like, no, that's never a thing. It comes to find out that. Northeast Ohio was actually a test market yeah, for these sodas yeah. that nobody ever got, like, and didn't catch on, obviously. Well, and, like, you can still go to, like, uh, when you like, those uh, freestyle machines, like, the Mojo yeah. and stuff, and you still kind of get it. Like, I'm off majority of pop, but, like, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to getting a Dole Whip. And what I really want to do, when I worked there in college, I worked there for six months, you go to Epcot. You start in Canada, you end in Mexico, and you have a drink in all the different like countries. I'm not doing that. That's it's, just going to be around. Oh, it's a called around the world. I had a shirt that I wish I still had. It was around the world, and in the back it said, "It's not binge drinking; it's binge diplomacy." <laughs> yeah, there we go. And you like, can get a Dole Whip at Sweetums, uh, by at the uh, by the mini golf course they have over there. I didn't know that off of Ridge Road. I found that out one day. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Dole Whip. I'm looking forward to... Uh, the Tiki Hut. The Tiki Hut. Yeah. Um, like, we're... It's, I'm so, just so excited. Like, my wife's never been to Disney World. Really? So, so like, we're going to go on a Space Mountain. That's amazing. We're going to go on Big Thunder Mountain. I always, always, like, I wish I... I would love to live a life where money was no object and I could go to Disney World and just, like... Walk it's out like two hundred bucks like, a day now, and right? just oh, buy. Yeah. Oh, and there's the souvenir shops. As soon as you get out of the ride, now it used to be a thing where because I've been going to Disney World since I was like eight. My mom was a travel agent, so that would be like our family trips were always Disney World because she got a discount. So we would stay on resort, 
we go whatever but over the years i've seen this thing where it's like you get off the ride and you just go wander around but now you get off the ride and there's a there's a souvenir store for the ride you were just on so it would be like here's here's the the pirates of the caribbean everything pirates of the caribbean do you want it can you imagine having a family and going to disney world and every time getting off a ride your kid being like i want that or i want this now imagine having unlimited funds not only could you buy things for your kids but you buy stuff for yourself too which is nice oh yeah but i mean like we're we're doing uh friday magic kingdom that's be fucking awesome. The fireworks are amazing. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. Have you seen any of the new ones where they project onto the castle? No, I, they, they didn't have that when I was there. Um, it's mind blowing. Like, like, that is gonna be amazing. And then like Saturday morning, we're we're at Razor, or at Galaxy's Edge, and then in the evening we're gonna be at Epcot, and then on Sunday, Harry Potter World. Is Galaxy's Edge is that like a whole separate? Well, so that, it's it's in um, MGM or um, Hollywood Studios. Okay. So we're going over there, and then I'm, so where it's like where the old Star Tours was. Yeah, well, Star Tours is, is still there, but they've, they've updated it. Oh, like, thank God. I'm gonna be uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get on the Millennium Falcon. They just opened um, Rise of the Resistance. Oh, like so it's like some kind of like immersive experience thing that my friend said it was amazing. That's so cool. like you have to like be like in the park to get you, you get the app to get on a boarding group. So we're probably not going to do it because I'm, I'm building my let's say we're at ten o'clock because as much as I want to do it, I'm on vacation and I want to sleep in. That's uh, I had a friend Justin that just went up there to go to the Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge, and he got there at six a.m. to get in line, to get tickets, to get on the ride, and while he was in line at six a.m., the ride they said the ride wasn't working. Left. And then got an th- email or something. They notified him somehow. Went back, got back in line, and then went to go on and said it was mind-blowingly good. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to try my best, but like I'm just. But to get up at six a.m. to get on a ride, yeah, that, that not even like, get on the ride, get in a line to get in the yeah, ride to get a chance on the ride. So like that's where like building the lightsaber for me, like you can get to like and touch the the Millennium Falcon, like that's that's all. I need. And also like my wife going to Disney World and like getting to meet the princesses, our little cousin. Um, her birthday is on Friday, so we're gonna go to all the princesses we can find and have them like say a little birthday message Aww. and send her that video. Um, that's that's gonna be fun. I had dinner in Cinderella's castle once; it was overrated. What would they serve you? I don't remember. Probably it wasn't that good. It was bullshit. I will say that my favorite. So, like working for Disney, I got to go underneath the underground city. Oh, um, did you see the severed head? The cryogenically severed head. I did not. I, there, there is a room the size of a like half a football field full of all the character heads and the first part is just Mickey and Mickey is different like for different seasons and stuff uh-huh. it is so eerie walking to a room and just seeing like disembodied uh-huh. Mickey heads looking at you and then like seeing like the characters sands their head walking just around <laughs> or like you know like seeing like Cinderella take a smoke break and like it's just like fucking it, it was that is a little it was a trip like, like and I will say that the subway under there they are fuck stingy as fuck there's a subway like right under the castle that is like they like weigh out everything. Really? Like they are really stingy. Like when you want like the whole thing that they're not stingy with is the lettuce. I remember like them going fuck with the lettuce. So like just have a lettuce. So like <laughs> give me like half the lettuce. It's gonna go bad. Yeah. <laughs> um but you yeah. remember the guy that played uh Gaston that died? He died. You remember hearing that story? Oh yeah. Oh. He he lit a firework off of the top of his head. That was like on the news because he was like he went, there was like a viral video Some of him doing like a one hand push up, and that yeah. was the guy I remember that hitting the news. 
that was so a lot of people that work at Disney are in their college program, which is basically a bunch of college kids that you get into the park for free. You make less than minimum wage, and so but like they have like their own apartment complex, kind of like dorms. I've never been more drunk in my entire life I almost did that. than those six those six months because really? like you just drank and like random hookups with like I, at one point I was in a hot tub with like Ariel and like another like another one of the princesses and just doing shots at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, you're in Florida. It Ariel was, in yeah. a hot tub. I like that. It was. Just, it was. It was. A make that sense. movie Disney. Oh, it was. Well, believe me, there was a. I make anything. In- that's fine. My stocks are going up, so yeah. Please continue to make things Disney. Ben, please go to uh, Disney World and buy lots of things. Yeah, yes. I gotta, I gotta invest some money in, in Yoshi. Invest, yes, give me your funds so I can start. Yeah, because you have you have another business as well. You have Split Creative, which is your commercial business. We're not talking about business here. This is not you're, business. You're, you're a businessman. This isn't Bloomberg. Business this isn't Bloomberg radio. We're not. We don't need. Oh, to talk I mean, I'll take some of that Bloomberg money. Fuck it. There like, I have no Bloomberg money. Like, he, I mean, he's trash, but I'll fucking take his cash. There like, you go. So, Mr. Zach, what's been the center of your universe? Yeah. Uh, center of my universe this week has been definitely more movie centric. Is just really working, why is that? I'm just working with my students and all that. That's really cool. But uh, I've been in the midst of this February challenge of watching a new movie mm-hmm. that I, I I haven't seen every day. And every I, day, every day. That's a lot. And if uh, if I miss a day, I double up. Um, so, and the challenge that I gave to myself was to do it alphabetically. So, um, where are you at then? Uh, right now, I just finished R. What so, uh, I watched uh, The Ripper, this shot on video retelling of the Jack the Ripper story starring Tom Savini. And saying starring Tom Savini is very liberal because he gets top billing and he's l- less than four minutes in the movie. He shows up in Lock and Key for like. Yeah, because there's the Tom Savini yeah, uh, he's the like Appreciation this, Society or something like that. That's yeah. like their little like film group of Savinis. I am sorry that yet. I really I, I have too many shows to watch, but no. I, I want to watch Lock and Key. Yeah. Yeah. But I did just watch uh, The Queen, which is on Netflix. I highly recommend that. Great show. That, uh, well, no, it's uh, the movie. It's, oh. for, uh, it's a documentary from Kino Lorber. Uh, from 1968, and really? it's a, like a time capsule of uh, Miss Universe, um, oh. uh, the drag Miss Universe. Really? So it's it's kind of very lean in terms of a narrative. It's more of like, like I said, like a time capsule, but it's really intriguing to see hmm. like that juxtaposed to Netflix pimping the hell out of, you know, AJ and the Queen. Oh, interesting. Um, so to see it back and forth like that. So, um yeah, I've been watching some really fun, wacky stuff. Uh, some of those standout ones are Killer Tongue. I, I watch this one. It is just always watch the bonkers as fuck. It's so you good. Just watch like a normal, not even not normal, just like a movie that probably everybody's seen that you just have missed. You watch the things that are like, this came out on VHS in 1982 and only seven people have rented this film over the last three days. In Denmark. Yeah. Like there are times like, like, like yeah, in like, Denmark, nonetheless. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got that you got that, region, that region free player, so or all. Oh yeah, that's been probably like the greatest blessing. It's like I love my region free region free Blu-ray player. It's great. So I've been watching a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, but I so that my center of the universe has been just movies. I'm looking forward to kind of wrapping that up and, and taking a break from that and just diving into some other entertainment. I went to uh, the the last Glamour show. That was fantastic. Saw some cool queens from Chicago. Um, we got Black Mask coming up. 
yeah. and I just got tickets for uh, WWE SmackDown that's coming through. I've thought about going, but then... Uh, I, I haven't been to a SmackDown in a hot minute. I haven't so I was watched like, a SmackDown in a hot minute. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm very excited for two weeks from now when we're going to NXT. This is true, yeah. Like, I, I'm very interested to see who they bring along on the road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's been they've been killing it lately. Even though I will say that this past week's uh, AEW was fan-fucking-tastic. True. With that moonsault off the cage was... Yeah. Was yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been consuming a lot of media and then helping people make media, so... Now, like, one question, like, like, will there be any chance for anyone else to see any of the, these projects your students are putting out there? Or? Uh, ultimately, that's the goal. I, I, I would love for them to have, like, a Vimeo or a YouTube page uh, or at least put it on the festival circuit, but... Um, yeah, right now they're going to go into the edit and go from there. And yeah, but when you're a student, it's all f- usually free. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean... We- yeah, I did go to the Fun Mill uh, Film oh, Festival. Oh, yeah, how was that? Yeah. That was great. That was uh, Kinsley Fonari and, and Josh Miller, the, the fun in the mill of, of said name. Um, Wait a minute. So Josh isn't fun? Uh, uh, I see. Uh, <laughs> hi, Josh. Bird. <laughs> Um, but that was great. There was a, an A block of programming, there was a B block of programming, and then the C block was all their competition piece. They did a competition where it was uh, they uh, they wrote the first page of dialogue for a script, and it was very kind of open ended, nondescript. And then each team that competed took that first page and then wrote whatever they wanted, whatever genre, whatever theme. Wow, that's off, really cool. Off of that, that's very impressive. So it was really, it was really cool. It was uh, some people, you know, did comedy. Some people did like thrillers. Some people did, you know, they went all over the map with it, and uh, it was a really good turnout. So for their first year, I, I, I applaud their efforts. I think it's really good for the film community. Uh, I got to see some faces that I hadn't seen in a while. Made some new friends, and it's really happy to uh, be a part uh, of that as a sponsor as well. That's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well. This has been an awesome episode. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Yoshi. Oh, thanks for having me. We talked about a whole lot. Yeah, so now if people want to follow... Sorry, I have ADD. I'll just jump all over the place. Uh, Let me. That's what the podcast is. Like, like, we've tried to have a hard and fast uh, format. Doesn't work. Um, But this has been awesome. So now if people want to follow you in your many, many endeavors... Um, like let's let's yeah let's 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 start with the personal so the women listening know where to swipe right uh (laughs) i'm on all the dating apps but i don't usually use them anymore when i'm actually seeing somebody or starting to see somebody nonetheless uh if you'd like to follow me on the internet you can find me uh on instagram uh yoshi andrago or yoshi matsu iso and through there uh in my bio there's links to everything else i'm related to such as uh my Personal business is a split creative, which is a ad agency, photography, food photography. There's some film things with turnstile. Um, and then there's my new record label, uh, Armadillo Tail Records. So, busy guy. I love it. Love to see it. It's and all, then it's and, all there. I and then the, the, the plug for the Kickstarter as well. Uh, the don't, uh, don't fall in love with yourself. Uh, it's a, Dog on Justin Pearson and the San Diego punk scene. You can find that on Kickstarter or through my Instagram because there's obviously multiple posts about that. There's some pretty great perks we got there. We have uh, some handmade stuff from Eon Hex, who's a local artist, uh, making some cool fridge magnets. Uh, 1984 Productions has donated some stuff. Today we actually put up one of the 
Locus, the drummer who pukes in the trash can's mask from the band because all the band wears uniforms. They're not costumes, they're uniforms. He has a mask uh, that we put up today as one of the perks if anybody's in, into weird, interest, interesting uh, music memorabilia. Sure, like you yeah. Would call that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's out there and running if anybody wants to hop on board that. Uh, we're going to do an Indiegogo for Armadillo Tales soon to put out our uh, first volume of records. So stop by and check me out. Check things out. Check everything out. Check it out. What, what, what? What's all about? I, I dig it. I dig it. What about you, Ben? Where can the Yeah, the kids... where can we find you? Um, on the corner. No, um... Oh, well, I mean, how much and how long? I'm pricey. <laughs> Well, but worth it. But but a, a couple of things are off the tables until you know things heal up. But um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Had to get that get at your guy. Talk about full circle. Um, I am on uh, Twitter at Center Club S C N T E R Club on Twitter. Um, I am on Instagram at Center Club. You got to add me because I, I keep that separate. But hey, I'll, I'll add you if you're not weird. Um, this podcast has uh, social media as well. Center of the U Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, my other podcast, uh, Ben Watches Wrestling, has been kind of dormant lately. I've just, I'm thinking about changing the format, and so I'm going to probably record a test of that. My wife is going on vacation, she's going down to the conference on Wednesday, so I'm going to have the house myself Wednesday and Thursday night, so I'm going to do some experimentation, so look for that. And uh, yeah, just uh, follow me on on uh, Twitter for my political thoughts and also uh, retweeting Way too much. Dig it. Dig it, dig it. What's Zach? What about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach for Zombies, Z A C H F O R Z O M B I E S. Um, yeah, send me some weird stuff. Let's let's chat it out. Let's, he likes let's weird, weird things. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, I love getting weird. If you're a local filmmaker, if you're Got an international weird filmmaker. If just tapes from Denmark, you will gladly yeah. purchase them. Let's, let's do it. I, I want to meet. Fun people that are making fun stuff, mixing it up. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to try out a new closing because we the, the hallmark of this podcast is awkward closing remarks. From bad, yeah, it's, prefer, it, it's bad. So uh, I'm going to try this out. So um, you know, Yoshi, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, uh, Zach. For, thank you for once again for being you know my co-host. Yeah, absolutely. Right, ride or die, ride or die, my friend. And all, right, all right, so this has been Ben, this has been Zach, and this has been Yoshi. So remember that the universe is a big place. So remember, bring a towel. Hitchhiker's <laughs> <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy. That's a good thing. Do it. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of the the center